If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify, with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish videos, podcasts to Spotify. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. like scary movies what about science fiction and cult films then please visit shocking things you can search for us on your favorite podcatcher you can also go to anchor.fm slash shocking things for the main hub for the links to episodes and our social media now try and enjoy the daylight Hey, this is the one-man goldmine, the one-man enterprise of professional wrestling and all entertainment, Flynn Hendricks. And you better believe when I'm looking for a good podcast to listen to, I go to my own. I go to the I Know You Hear Me podcast hosted by me, Flynn Hendricks. That is such a fresh perspective for how you should look at life, too. Like, I just, I love that. And then when I'm feeling spooky, I go to my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, where myself, I want my head shoved inside a 15-pound silicone mask more you know i want to have a bucket of sweat coming off me at the end of the night and just jeff dogs don't lay eggs <laughs> i hate you so much talk to other scare actors about what it takes to get into the world of scare acting so if you're curious about how people became professional wrestlers actors prioritized their mental health became entrepreneurs avoided burnout or got into scare acting you need to go check out i know you hear me and tales from the haunt Available on all podcasting platforms. And I know you hear me. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Vault, Volume Volume 1. 1. Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the PWZ Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Somebody I want to, to talk to for quite some time is here tonight with me. It's the guy, Jack Dalton. How's it going? It's going good. How about yeah? you? Ah, it's, it's fantastic. I'm happy to be here with you tonight. I'll here give myself a little. I'll give myself a little introduction. There you go. My name is Jack Dalton, and I am absolutely, positively, unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, the guy. And um, if you don't know me yet, soon you will. And um, once you get to know me, if you don't like me, it's probably because you're not me. Because I'm everything you're not and everything you want to be. I'm the guy. So you've been making a lot of waves and you've only been in this business for a few short months. Yep. I'm glad to see that I've gotten to see a good uh, portion of your matches live and in person. And I got to say, you know, I've been talking to a mutual friend of ours and he said that, um, you know, he's really uh, 
you're really good. And then I finally got to saw you, see you, excuse me. I was quite impressed for only being in the, you know, in that ring for just a few short months. And uh, that sounds like a brown nose or ass kiss or nothing, but you've become one of my favorite wrestlers in the last couple months. And I've been uh, wildly impressed. So I appreciate it. I, uh, I'll take all the praise in the world, but thank you. Thank you. So I want to know, uh, let's see, how did you get into professional wrestling? Not the world of professional wrestling, but when you were younger, obviously, you know, uh, most fans or most wrestlers, excuse me, discover professional wrestling at a young age. I myself discovered it in the 1980s with during the huge boom, I instantly fell in love with it and kind of never left, you know? So how did that happen with yourself? Well, first I think, we all start off as fans. Um, we were just fans who took it too far. Um, so the way I got it started, um, my first, like one of my first memories in general is like a wrestling memory. Um, I was probably three or four years old and me and my brother were flipping through the channels and we stopped. Um, we saw what now I didn't know who any of the people were at the time. Um, but it was, the Rock, Trish Stratus, uh, Vince, and Rikishi in the ring. And I'm like three or four years old, and I just see this big Samoan uh, with his big Samoan butt. Um, so uh, we see Trish, she's beautiful, The Rock, um, and Vince all in the ring, and they're doing the, uh, the Kiss My Ass Club. Um, uh. That's one of my first memories in general, um, and just obviously my first wrestling memory. But after that, really never remember watching it i remember getting like for christmas one year getting like the uh the figures and all that um but then where i really became like a, a diehard like weekly watching fan was around 2006 um again my brother got me into it uh, one of his friends came over he had the um like the ring and the figures and all that um and i didn't put two and two together that that first wrestling memory and this was also wrestling and then um, he um, he told us, hey, you got to watch it. And we put it on, and uh, it was a Monday Night Raw. And I just remember seeing John Cena and Edge. Um, so it was around that that time, like right before the summer, right after WrestleMania 22. Um, and ever since then, I've been watching. Um, my favorite feud of all time, it's probably because that's when I really started watching this Edge versus Cena. I think it's one of the best feuds of all time. Um, but that's that's really what got me into it. And then I really haven't stopped watching since. Outside of WWE, what was the first non WWE uh, experience that you had? I know there's always people think that there's only WWE, you know, certain people, I shouldn't say everybody, but you know, when you're growing up, WWE is like the Coca-Cola of the professional wrestling world. It's one of the, or McDonald's, it's the big, uh, conglomerate. The big yeah. yeah. So uh, the majority of the people, that's they don't know much outside of that. Uh, it's always interesting to see um, how people find other such things. I discovered the NWA somehow randomly uh, skipping through magazines. I used to buy every magazine at the uh, the corner store, the, the, the Krausers or whatever, the Wawa uh, at the time in Connecticut. So I discovered out, stuff outside of there, and I finally found it on television. And so what was your story as far as um, – finding professional wrestling outside of that so i mean it's a few different things um i watch pretty much everything i I'm, I'm a big like 80s wrestling fan and not like the wwf 80s but like the territories and um like like late Same yeah that that's really i like that style that that in-ring product 
um, like the NWAs of the world. But so going to like uh, like a Crowsers or like a, a grocery store, they would have the magazines. And I remember like um, when my parents would shop, me and my brother would look through the PWI and I'm seeing all these people that I don't see. So then the first is TNA. I see guys from TNA, like AJ Styles, um, Monty Brown, um, just those TNA originals. So we found out that that was also a product. Started watching that on, on Spike on Thursdays. Um, and then really, never really as a kid, didn't know like what Ring of Honor and New Japan and any of that stuff was. Mainly it was TNA and I'm watching there and then seeing a lot of the WWE guys eventually go over there and, and, and back and forth. Um, but when I got a little bit older, I kind of, I, I wasn't like a weekly watcher, but I still kept my finger on the pulse of it. Um, mm -hmm. but it was definitely, um, as I got older and the product changed a little bit, um, not that I fell out of love with wrestling, but I wasn't relating to it as much. And I was, um, definitely just like busy with life, like, you know, high school, you know, I played a lot of sports and busy with that stuff. So like watching it like on a Monday or a Tuesday or whenever it was on, it was definitely harder to watch. Um, but what really got me back into it was I saw that um, Cody Rhodes left WWE in like 2015. And okay. I was shocked. I was like, what? I, I couldn't believe it. So then I went to a lot of Northeast wrestling shows as a kid. Um, that's like the independent. I would always see like outside of WWE and you get to see all these up and coming um, guys. And then obviously you get to see the the guys who either have left WWE um, or, you know, any other uh, places. Um, so when Cody left, I started um, watching it again and, and seeing what he was doing. I discovered being the elite and the, the YouTube series that they do. And then started watching Ring of Honor and New Japan and seeing all of that side of, of wrestling in like 2015, 2016, 2017, up until AEW started. Um, and now I obviously watched that as well. Um, and then another way that I watched it was uh, we had WWE 24-7, which was like the uh, the network before the network. So I get to watch on, a lot uh, of that. that it was on Comcast. Comcast, yep. yeah. I, I, I belong to that uh, as well. That was awesome. It's so – the network now, or if the network, what became the network, or even Peacock, never touched upon the great stuff that they would put up there because they would put up more yep. of like those hour long syndicated shows like uh, NWA Pro or WCW Pro or the Smoky Mountain or just random one hour programs that, you know, and for some reason they have this huge library. They don't put them up on Peacock now. And I'm waiting for all that stuff to get up there. Yeah, that's where I that's really where I discovered that old school type wrestling because yeah. they would have like a I believe it was like you could hit click live and just see what was on and then you could also go through and it was just it was like having a, a buffet of wrestling and you can mm -hmm. really navigate it a lot better. My big problem with Peacock now is just it's it's so hard to navigate like if, if I have a certain match in mind or a certain wrestler in the network or on WWE 24-7, you could kind of find it a little bit easier. Just type in their name and you could see all the matches that they have on there, which right. Peacock, you can't do that. Um, so just on that WWE 24-7 platform, I discovered as I watched what was live every week as a kid, I was also watching all of the Nitros and all of the old Raws from the Raws War era, right. um, as well as ECW um, and a lot of that the old NWA stuff um, and Smoky Mountain, like you said. Um, 
so that's really where I got all of like that love for wrestling and seeing anything, even though it's, you know, a WWE product, they had a lot of non WWE stuff there. Um, that's really where I discovered a lot more of what's out there besides the main, what was on TV. Right. Um, so tell me what made you interested in joining this crazy world of professional wrestling? Um, so I've said it since I was a kid that it's, that's all I've ever wanted to do. Um, there's a, a short period of time where, you know, you're, you're in high school and you, you're taught like you, you got to go to college, you got to do this, you got to do that, follow this basic life. But I always felt something different. I always felt like I don't want to follow like the norm, um, and mm-hmm. just follow this path. Um, so in, um, the college that I did, um, go to during that time, I knew what I wanted to do. It was just all about finding the right school, um, and, and finding really what, where I could, you know, best be. And when I attended a Northeast wrestling show, I actually talked to Cody Rhodes, um, right when he left WWE that first run, it was the match we had with Kurt Angle in the, uh, the, the steel cage and beforehand they did a meet and greet and I got to talk to him and he took his time with me and I, I told him, you know, I'm really thinking about doing this. I'm really, I really want to be a pro wrestler. What, what would you recommend? Like, how do you get into this? And he told me just go get trained by someone reputable. Um, go get trained by um, somebody who, who's made money in the business. And he just took his time with me and, and really, it really, going to that show sparked a fire in me. And then I believe it was like, I, I just, I wasn't ready to commit because I know that this is a commitment and it's something I've always wanted to do. And this, the timing was right. I started training locally in like 2019, um, right before COVID COVID happens. I'm sitting at home, not knowing if wrestling in, in the, what wrestling that I know is ever going to come back. Um, and just, really i said if it did come back i really want to be ready for when it does so i i had i want to say that like me like my character that's me like that's me 24 7 it's it's not a a character it's not a uh, persona it is who i am just turned up to the 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 10th degree um and i really got to iron that out during that time and really think about who I wanted to be and, and what I wanted to do. Um, and I just had a lot of time to watch a lot of wrestling. Um, and then eventually made the decision, um, after everything kind of chilled out with, uh, COVID and, and people close to me were taken care of, um, who had gotten sick, um, to move down to Florida and, and train at uh, flatbacks with Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze. Um, and that's really, uh, that's really, I've always wanted to do it. And, I, I have to, when I do something, I have to be all in on it. And, and I believe going down there and being a part of that program, it, it kept me all in on it. Nice. Nice. So what was it like uh, training with Sean Spears? And then uh, how was that experience? So I honestly, I want to say it's the best experience I've ever had. It was the hardest physically and mentally thing I've ever done. Obviously, moving mm-hmm. that far away from home, you know, when I, I talk about to friends and family about wanting to be a wrestler and they know me and they they know that, like, they would tell me you need to go and and do it like 
I have this expression. Am I allowed to swear on here? Hell, fuck yeah. Sorry. Shit or get off the pot. That's, and, and I, it's just like ripping the bandaid off. And after sitting at home for, for three years, basically during, during COVID and feel like I'm just losing time. I needed a change. I needed a, um, a wake up. I needed a, a complete redirect. So going down there, um, I've always related to, to those two guys in the ring, like Tyler Breeze, biggest character. He just, he, he oozes charisma. Um, and I, I just, I was always drawn to him watching his stuff in NXT. And then the same thing with Spears. I consider myself that type of, you know, I'm still ironing, ironing out my, uh, my in-ring skills, but right. that, that type of stalk your opponent and you, you don't do a lot, but what you do do, it means something. Um, and you can, you can strike at any moment. And I really did relate to him. And, um, but being down there training with them, it was, like I said, very, very hard, um, mentally and physically being away from home and just the, it was four and sometimes five days a week, um, constant, you know, you're beat up and you're, you're, you're mentally tired, but you have like all these people who are like-minded around you, who I had roommates when I was down there and you, you go and you learn together. And it was the best experience of my life. I can honestly say that. Um, they're, they're so motivating. I have a one, one memory where we're doing drills, like a lot of, they do a lot of the, uh, the WWE, um, like blow up drills, like a lot of the stuff that you would see, like when you watch like the PC tryouts and, um, like the four corners drill and I'm in the corner and Spears is screaming in my face, just like, let's go, let's go. And just, I don't know. I, I got goosebumps. Like I'm dying. Like I'm literally gassed. And he's in my face, like, you got this, like, just the, that motivating factor. And then you really have to, like, wake yourself up because after you finish and I couldn't believe my eyes when I'm you have to take a step back. and I'm just like, where am I right now? I'm getting trained by these men that I've looked up to and, and watched for so many years. And then there would be guest training spots where people would come in on certain days and like one day we're all just sitting there and Billy Gunn walks in and he's a massive human being and he's just talking to us and we're getting to pick his brain and ask him questions. And after every single class, uh, you would, you'd get to, you know, you got any questions guys. And we could ask any question that we wanted from people that were currently doing it. Spears flew during our class and went and fought CM Punk. Like, and they came back the next day and was there. It's, it's just like, it's mind blowing. It's crazy to to have that knowledge and and to be able to pick those guys brains um and they really teach you to to work for tv um to always look for a camera um and 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 be able to just who's your character who are you go and be able to do that and um yeah it was definitely it was the best experience i've i've ever had in my life you have more of an uh old school approach to your approach in the ring like uh, i'm guessing that grows for your love of like uh older territory style wrestling as opposed to today there's a lot of big moves uh flippity floppity stuff uh, for lack of a better term you know um so is that is that what influenced your style basically a lot of uh older stuff uh definitely like my a couple of my favorites just like of all time like i like like the rick flares of the world the the tollies the arns um 
my favorite of all time, you know, it was different as a kid, but then growing up and really realizing what means stuff and what doesn't, um, like Bret, Bret Hart is my favorite wrestler of all time. Mm -hmm. Um, he did everything insanely good. And when they call him the excellence of execution, I always thought it was just a nickname. And then like, when you really learn about this business and, and what goes on in that ring, that it means like, I know what that, that means now. Um, and yeah, just uh, that really, I don't think I'm not just going to, you know, do stuff for the sake of doing stuff. And it was one thing that I was taught as well is just why everything you do, why, you know, it's just like in life, like there's, there's gotta be a reason behind everything. You don't just go out there and have a match, like work on something, think of something that you can do every single time you're out there that you can improve on because we're always learning or you're always trying to get better. Um, but that, that old school of just, uh, I think, I think a lot of people now try to work for a pop. Like they try to yes. get just that, that instant reaction. But like, I can't name like certain guys, like, like as a kid that did moves. I remember them because of their characters. I remember them because of, um, just like, the, like John Cena does five moves, right? He's the biggest yeah. star ever in the history of, of the business. Maybe besides Stone Cold, he did like three moves and there's a reason, um, you don't have to do a lot, um. I don't want to do a lot. Um, and it's not because I can't, but I mean, I definitely can't do the, all the high flying and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm blessed and, and glad to have the size that I do and the, the mind that I do for it. Um, yeah, I just watching a lot of that old stuff really inspired my style and continues to, cause I still watch it all. One of the things that you said that um, you're able to do it, but, uh, you know, a lot of those guys, like you can remember certain guys, you don't remember necessarily certain guys because they did a lot of stuff, but other guys like such as the Tullys and the Arns, it's just one of the things about professional wrestling that makes it stick with you is that and gets the crowd riled up is that less is more and it makes you want more, you know, uh, that that's um, like Arn to me, you mentioned him. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. Literally, uh, I think when I discovered him in the mid '80s, he just for some reason I watched him and thought this guy's an up, this guy's a beast. This guy could, you know. Uh, and Tully is definitely up there. You know, I've got to experience Tully quite a bit as well because they were a tag team. Uh, I love that guy, but they're not doing overdoing things, I guess. And uh, but the crowd hates them at the end. You know, they're doing it. How am I going to say it? It's just the way they are in the ring that makes the crowd riled up. It's yeah, not necessarily because they're not going for that big pop. We're, we're in the business of suspending disbelief. And and those guys, that era, they did. They would have people in the palm of their hand. And then and at the end of the night, hating them for what they were doing and, and, and leave you wanting more. Um, like, you're not going to unload every single move that you have in one match um you know it's it's like a business where you can you can hit the classics and you know it, there's certain songs that people you you go to a bar you go to like a party there's certain songs that always get played and there's a reason they always get a pop because yeah. you don't need everything you know you just i don't know i'm trying to relate to something else but it's wrestling such an anomaly it's such a crazy world that when you try to explain it to somebody that like isn't in it uh, like talking to like my girlfriend or talking to my family that doesn't watch wrestling or friends. It's, it's crazy to explain. Um, if you know, you know, I guess. 
That's exactly it. I was having a conversation uh, this past Friday night. It's, uh, you know, one of the guys at a show was talking about, I was like, his girlfriend don't get it. Uh, and I was sharing a similar story. It's like, here I am just doing a podcaster, but I go to like a million shows. And my wife does not understand my obsession with professional wrestling or why I'm into it so much. You know what I mean? I watch, and there's wrestling is, I'm saying that it's another boom. I'm sure you could say now because there's wrestling on literally every day out of the week this week. 100%. She doesn't understand that. Why are you watching this again? It's like, no, I said it's normal. You know, if somebody was watching baseball or football, there's wrestling or f- baseball on every day of the week. That's okay to most people. But and it's the same come, team. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like, like, I'm a series huge, of five games or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. So I'll sit there and watch the Red Sox for a week straight. It's like. They don't get like no man. It's like there's another company. There's a series of great guys. It's just something that pulls you in that you want to see. You know what I mean? It's like you can't help it. Professional wrestling is it's a whole nother world, but a lot of people don't understand it. So hey, sometimes you know maybe it's a good thing that like we, you have your your niche little like if you know you know. It's like it's you know if everyone knew and everyone knew the magic of it, maybe it wouldn't be so magic. But you know, yeah. I fell out of it for, I know I've told this story on this podcast numerous times. I fell out of it for about two to three years. And it was her son when I met her and started dating her. Her son was like obsessed with WWE at the time and bringing him to a WWE and then having a chance run in with uh, somebody locally uh, that got me back into professional wrestling. And now it's like a full force thing. You know what I mean? I was only out of it for about a couple of years, but now it's just, it became a whole new world to me being able to go to shows i'm friends with a lot of people and 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 then started this podcast this podcast was initially not even going to be a wrestling podcast i was involved in radio for a little bit and i was going to go and do a radio show and then somehow running into like big daddy that got me you know into professional it, it sparked my interest in professional wrestling again and made me uh i guess obsessed once again in a whole nother world yeah i mean it, it definitely it's an obsession um and it's always there. It's always going to be there during like this, this whole period of, of pandemic where it was like, at least for the Indies, yeah, it wasn't there, but yeah. it was on TV. You know, it's, it's wrestling for me has always been there. No matter mm-hmm. what you're, I'm going through in life or, or not, it's, it's always there. Even if it's not, even if you don't enjoy the current, whatever's going on, you can always go back and watch the stuff that you, you do like. And it's weird that I, I look at certain periods of my life and I relate them to, to wrestling. Like, like I look at like 2006 and I'm like, Oh, that's edge versus Cena era for me. But like, I can name like things in my life that happened then because I related to wrestling. Right. It's, it's just weird. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful part of, uh, you know, something great to be a part of. I apologize. It's so dark in here. Yeah, you're good. I can still see you. Let's talk about some of your uh, in-ring action. When did you make your debut in the world of professional wrestling? Um, I did a little research, and I found the earliest thing that I could find was uh, May of this year, 2022, uh, against Zachariah Gibbs. His name is going to be brought up a couple times in the next uh, you know, show. It's because I'm his jack daddy. Um, <laughs> so, I had, obviously, I had, um, like, at Flatbacks, a lot of, like, you could say practice matches. Uh-huh. Um, in, in front of the coaches and, and guest trainers and, and my the other students. Right. Um, I don't really count any of those, but those are like my first, like, you know, 
um, like matches. But my first like match live in front of people was it was May May of this year against um, Zachariah Gibbs. Okay. Um, we were a little bit of different roles there. I was still you know wasn't sure if uh, if I liked people or not. So um, he was he was angry at that time um, for some reason. I can see why. You know he's got to wake up and look at that face, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was my debut. Um, I've been trying to, to to be out on the scene as much as possible since. Um, came up short that time, um, but after that, you know, I I was expecting to go out there. Um, I was super nervous, and I was expecting to go out there and um, just completely have the worst match ever, um, which it pro- probably is. But the um, I, I got good feedback from, from people. Um, and I always ask after my matches, I try to find somebody and ask what I can work on. Um, because I, I want to get better. I, I hate when I come through and, and if I said to someone, you know, how was that? And they're like, Oh, it's great. It wasn't great. Um, I want to know what I can do better because I want to get better. I want to be the best. I want to be someone that, that promoters want to book where, um, hopefully to one point where people are reaching out to me um, and that's only going to happen by, you know, wrestling weekly, hopefully soon. Uh, from there I have on my list, it's you against Jake Lynn of the battle Academy. I did not write where that was from. Was that from shut up and wrestle? It was. That's, and that's where I have my first matches as well. Um, okay. I can, I'll give a little shout out, a little credit to, to Gibbs um, where he did help me get in there. Um, you know, and recommended me to, to honest Abe to get into, uh, to show up and wrestle. And now I've, I've done every show up and wrestle since then. Um, and can, will continue to do so. But yeah, I was, uh, against Jay Clinton, uh, still came up short at that time. Um, I would love to have a rematch with him. He is a beast. He's a big dude. I'm a big dude. And I love those type of matches. Um, very, I'm, you know, very physical in the ring. Um, I like to, uh, definitely like to work that way um and it was it was definitely fun how do you view jake lynn at this time i have to say that um personal opinion i think that verbally this guy has so much charisma he's a great talker um he can be very comedic at times uh you know i just think that he has that uh he, he would be great in a managerial role, I think, with uh, the way he's able to speak. 100%. I think just um, it applies. I, I think uh, to be successful in this business is to be as well-rounded as you possibly can. Um, he is someone who is very well-rounded. Um, he can wrestle. He can talk. He can um, be comedic. Um, and I just feel like that that's everyone you can always learn to get better at wrestling but what really separates people for me at least is the character and and the charisma and and being able to captivate someone by not doing a move um and he can do that um i feel like i share that as well um i'm not shy about it i love to talk um that is my favorite thing about wrestling it's really what really got me um really draws me into wrestling is when I watch someone have a passionate promo. Um, and you know, the difference between a promo that's good and a promo that's bad in the first five seconds. And you could tell who's nervous and who's not. I, I love talking. I love the promo. You know, I love the rocks promos. Um, 
they really, I don't know, being entertaining, you know, is as much as it's pro wrestling, it is sports entertainment for no matter what company you're in. It's not entertaining. You're not going to watch. And, um, yeah, he's very well-rounded in that, in that aspect. And I feel myself, uh, that I am as well. Uh, for blood, sweat and tears, you, um, According to my list here, uh, June 3rd, 2022, you made a uh, your debut there, teaming with uh, Arcane Axel against Mark Alexander and Sean Venor. Yes. Um, that came about because I reached out to to Lucas Chase um, uh, and Flash and, and Kylon, mm-hmm. and um, I'm good friends with them, and they, you know, they put my name out there for, for, that, for me and, you know, stuck their neck out for me and got me into Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And that was probably the biggest um, crowd that I've per, uh, performed in front of so far. It, it was a great show. Um, I got to be the, uh, I believe it was the opening match or the second match. Um, and a team arc and Axel, uh, someone I'd like to team with again. Uh, he literally spits fire. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I got to really, I feel like that was my, my coming out to the wrestling uh, world party right there of, of, Hey, I'm the guy I'm Jack Dalton. This is who I am. Um, and, and blood, sweat and tears has given me that platform to do that. Um, whether that's, um, promos or just, um, giving me that, that, that big opportunity on one of their bigger shows. Um, and it was, it was one, it's probably so far one of my fondest memories in, in wrestling. And we did, uh, we did win that one. I got to, uh, to kick good. Mark Alexander's head off. I'm going to ask you about him a little bit later. So again, so he'll, he'll come up in uh, the conversation in a few minutes, but this is a weird one to me. This one, you wrestled Allah Ding Ding. This guy I, I haven't seen in a while. Sorry. It's raining here. I don't know if it's if you can hear it on there, but I can hear you still. Yep. Um, so I came up victorious on that one. Uh, that was also at shut up and wrestle. Um, the way it's really has been set up at shut up and wrestle is you shut up. You show up, you shut up, and you wrestle. So whoever whoever you're booked against, that's who you're going against. Um, he was definitely uh, a fun – it was a fun match, a fun opponent in the ring. Um, but I got to hit him with the S1-3. That's what I call that kick and, and uh, beat him as well. All right, so you – this is a, a – I was in person. This is the first time I got to see you live, I believe, uh, in person. Uh, July 30th, you teamed up with Zachariah Gibbs. Now, you guys were going into this as childhood friends teaming up in the uh, Coliseum Pro Tag Team Tournament. You guys were eliminated early on in the first match of that tournament against the Battle Academy. Uh, and then you quickly, after the match, Gibbs took the fall. You took the uh, you turned on him. So you could say I turned on him, or you could just say he got what he deserved. I okay. believe that we had that match won. Um, if you, if you watch the footage, I believe yep. footage you shot, it's up on my channel here. If anybody wants to see it, he tagged himself in, he did. uh, unknowingly to, uh, Mr. Jack Dalton here, the guy, if you will. So we, we had a plan. The plan was going to perfection. I got in there. I had him beat a battle club. Me great, great competitors. They went on to win the whole yeah. thing, win the titles, but, uh, he cost us the match and I was, I acted in in anger, but it's not something I regret because I think it taught him a lesson in to not go into business for himself. 
And then uh, was it the following? No, uh, was it two weeks later? You met him at the following uh, Coliseum Pro show in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And I, I think you, you taught him a lesson. There's pictures of this, by the way, up on our Instagram of uh, Mr. Jack Dalton uh, knocking the Amish man out, if you will. Yeah, so um, I got to win that one. Uh, Zachariah, it was a very physical match. He came out and he uh, he gave it to me. He, he really did uh, hit me hard, harder than I think anyone has so far. Um, he's got that Amish strength. Uh, he might not look like it, but he is one strong, strong person. And uh, it didn't matter, though, because at the end of the night, my hand got raised. Um, I beat him completely clean. Um, some people want to say that I cheated, but I don't view what I did as cheating because because it, it, it wasn't cheating. It was uh, he just got what he deserved, you know, and I even took a picture with his mom after the show. Um, she wanted a picture with me because I'm uh, Zachariah gives his Jack daddy. I have to agree. Um, he got deserved. He he got what he deserved. I'm sorry, Zachary. No, I'm not sorry. He, he got what he, he deserved. Sorry. So at least I got I, someone that agrees with me. Yeah, he had it coming to him. Let's let's be serious. It's Zachary Gibbs I, here. I honestly think that little feud or program, if you will, I think it really woke him up. I think we might see a new Zachariah Gibbs. I might I think we might see someone who isn't afraid to to really lay his stuff in someone who really is um, not afraid to, uh, to talk, you know, smack back to people um, when they disrespect him. So I, in, in a way I do respect him for, for really bringing it um, and really stepping up his game. Let me ask you a little bit off topic. We're going to talk a little bit more about Zachariah Gibbs. I want to ask you this. I preferred when he was, say, with the Cure, Lucas Chase, and um, out of the, I guess, less of the Amish character. Yep. How would you uh, – and then he goes back to being the Amish character. And um, personal opinion, I take professional wrestling very seriously. I'm not into comedic gimmicks or garbage gimmicks and BS. I cringed when I saw him come back out with the churn and the in the the Amish looking clothes. May I get your opinion? So I think my opinion is he can do whatever he wants to do. He can be whatever he wants to be. I, I at the end of the day, I only really worry about me and, and yeah. what I got going forward. If I did put it this way. Whether he's on Rumspringer, or he's with, uh, 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 with the Cure, Lucas Chase, yeah. or or in a, a group, or if he's Amish and he has a, a white shirt on, wearing a stupid hat, um, I'm he steps in the ring with me. It's only going to end one way, and that's with me on top of him and him looking up at the lights. So whatever gimmick or character he has, it doesn't matter because he's not the guy. Well, there you go. There you have it. All right. So the next night. You were in a triple threat or three-way dance, whatever you want to call it, at uh, BST's Mega Clash. I was at this show in attendance, front row. I have to say that this show as a whole was an amazing show. The main event was just amazing. It was awesome. I had so much fun. I was there with uh, your brother and a friend of mine. And uh, so you took on 
Sunset Steve Garcia, and uh, Mark Alexander. Mark Alexander, I think, is a very good up-and-comer. He's uh, getting better and better by uh, by the week, I guess you could say, every time I see him. Uh, Steven Garcia is also very good, and he's getting better and better every time I see him. A uh, little ways to go, but I think that he's a, he's a great dude and great competitor in this world uh, of the Connecticut wrestling area. Well, about that match, I'd like to say that, one, Mark Alexander got extremely lucky, like extremely lucky. But I will give him his credit. He is – probably the favorite my favorite person i've been in the ring with so far um mm-hmm. chemistry wise and just um i want him one-on-one i i want him one-on-one and i want him one-on-one soon um but when it comes to that match now that was probably the the, the biggest crowd that i've performed in front of that show as a whole like you said was phenomenal when i showed up to the building that day and i saw the setup that they had um and how professional it was and how um, even afterwards, once they uploaded the footage uh, with the camera, um, like I said, I I was taught to work for TV, look for the cameras and I was looking for the hard cam the whole time. I try to make as, as many moments out of the time that I have as possible as, uh, as much as possible. Um, So when it comes to that match, you can look at it and it's right there. I dominated the whole thing. I tried to, my strategy at the beginning was let them fight. And then when I come back in, I, I picked the right opportunity. That's something I learned from watching Edge as a kid. He's the ultimate opportunist. He's someone that picks and chooses his op- his opportunities and, and he takes advantage of them. Some might say that's like underhanded, but I think whatever gets you the win at the end of the day. And that's the right move. So you can look at that whole match. I dominated it. I, I dominated Steve. I dominated Mark Alexander. And, and I had it in the bag. I had the match one. And Mark got lucky. He hit me with his shining wizard or whatever he calls it. And it just connected right away. The ref counted way too fast. And the record shows that he has a win, right? But is he going to have a win if he faces me one-on-one? You know, uh, I think one-on-one. I don't think he has a chance. I think I think he got lucky that night, and I hope I get him one on one soon. All right, from there, which was last what last week or the week before, you took on uh, another young up and comer trained with at the T, uh, Team Three D Academy, Ken Powers over at Shut Up and Wrestle. So another hard hitting match, very similar to the Jay Clinton match. Um, I, I love that that hard hitting style, and he is the powerful one. He is one strong dude in the ring as well. Um, at the end of the day, I came out, well, first, first I came out and I needed to let Don Kincaid know that it's always the guy show. If you see me, it's the guy show. So I had to wear his love Cindy Hart shirt to the ring and let him know that she was part of the guy show. And she was actually wearing my shirt. So Kincaid, if you're watching, welcome to the guy show. But, uh, when it comes to the match, Ken Powers, one powerful dude, hits hard. I love that. I hit him harder, and uh, I got the win. The name of my uh, finishing move, if you will, is the S13, because when my size 13 foot hits the side of your head, you're done. One, two, three, and still the guy, Jack Dalton, and that's how it ended for Mr. Powers. 
So we've talked about Shut Up and Wrestle. We've talked about Blood, Sweat, and Tears and Coliseum Pro. Where else have you worked? Did you have you worked Tough and Talented? So I did. I was in a battle royal at Tough and Talented. Um, teamed during that match. We had a strategy, me and my uh, my friend now. I don't know if we're, how we are um, now, but Mr. Lorenzo Vendetta uh, tried to eliminate everyone. And so it just came down to us and let the best man win. Um, and he turned on me. So uh, he does have a receipt coming someday, sometime soon. Um, but I did work tough and talented there. And then I'm also on the September 10th show, the one year anniversary show of tough and talented coming up uh, next weekend. Uh, I'm in an eight man uh, scramble match or all out war, whatever they're calling it. Um, and I plan uh, to, to win that one as well. I'll be there. Awesome. Up in Torrington. That's good. And then uh, the next night, uh, I'll or next day, I'll be facing 50 Cal um, at Shut Up and Wrestle 25. Nice. So uh, let me know what else uh, is in store besides those two uh, for the guy. Um. So right now, um, the next show that I have uh, booked is the the Blood, Sweat, and Tears on uh, November 18th. Their next show. Uh, I'm not sure who I'm facing or or what the plan is yet. I believe it'll be announced pretty soon. Tickets went on sale today. Um, and then uh, I'm just reaching out to promoters, um, trying to get to as many shows as possible, help out, um, and try to get booked. Um, right now, that those two shows uh, for September is really all I have. I know there's a ton of um, shows coming up at the end of September I plan on going to to um, try to help out and just get my foot in the door. Um, so, yeah. That's, that's what I have coming up right now. Um, and then every shut up and wrestle, I will be there as well. That's a part. That's a very important part as a young up and comer. You might uh, only wrestle a few matches here and there in the beginning, but um, I've seen you at shows such as what test of strength and stuff, helping out uh, other, and it's good to show up and help out whether you're breaking down the ring, setting it up, et cetera, et cetera. It's called paying your dues initially. So, that's what a lot of kids, I don't think, uh, seem to understand these days. Yeah, I mean, when I message promoters, obviously I want to get booked. Um, yeah. But in my message, I say, is there anything I can do to create an opportunity or anything I can do to help out? Um, obviously, if promotions are kind of far away, um, like in a different state, um, it's sometimes always hard to get to those shows to try to go and just help out. Um, but... When it comes in the, in the ring, I have an ego. I believe I'm the best when I'm in the ring. I don't respect anybody when I'm in the ring. But outside of the ring, I believe in that that culture of paying dues and, and, and trying to, to make way for yourself um, by doing the right thing. Um, like with the Test of Strength, I've, I've you know gone to a lot of their shows and, and helped out. And hopefully I get to to be on one of their shows um, one day soon. Um, everyone that that is over there um, has has been great to me um, so far since getting into the business, and uh, th- it's a fun bunch of guys over there. Um, and they put the on other, really, they put on really good shows. I've they, I've been to a do. few they recently. Really do. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, it, it does pay off too to show up. Um, one of the, a bigger promotion in the Northeast is uh, Blitzkrieg Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get to work uh, for them um, a couple weekends ago. Um, I showed up to help out, um, and I set up the ring and they, they did give me an opportunity. I got to go against Devante's, 
Um, another big dude, another hard-hitting dude. Uh, it was a fun match. It wasn't so fun wrestling outside in, like, 85-degree weather. Um, <laughs> I walked away with a sunburn and a, a, an ass-kicking. Um, it was definitely uh, – it was a fun match, a hard-hitting match. Um, but just showing up um, and helping out got me that opportunity, and I hope to work for them more in the future. Um, they're awesome, and I, I, I didn't go there expecting to, to, to work. Um, I went there just to help out to try to get my foot in the door and show that I'm, I don't have an ego when it comes to stuff like that. And, um, the promoter gave me an opportunity and I appreciate, uh, Blitzkrieg and, and them for that as well. Uh, they're doing something coming up soon here in Connecticut in Enfield. They're teaming up with uh, limitless. Yep. So, uh, for two nights, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I, I plan on, uh, as of this time, I was talking to my buddy, that I plan on making it down there for uh, at least one of those nights, uh, whether I make it for two. But um, one of the other things that, you know, if you're there to help out, one of the things that I've learned over the years and uh, from reading so much is that just show up with your gear because you never know what may happen. Yeah, I mean, that was the first thing after I was done helping out. They, hey, you got your gear? And I was just like, what? Yeah, yeah, I got it. And, um, he, uh, they, they, they booked me to, to wrestle and it was, it was awesome. A lot of my friends were on that show and it was, it was cool to, to be on a show with all of them and, and um, be on a show of that caliber. Um, yeah. They run some of the biggest shows in the state. They do. And they and bring I do, in some great talent. I plan on going to, um, to those shows as well and try to, to help out as well. The show I was on, they, like you said, they do bring in big talent. Um, Tony Deppin was on the show um, who, um amazing talent yeah, yeah i think i think he's a great heel too uh, yeah or he he is just watching his match it was just super entertaining because he's not afraid to to quote unquote like fall down um he's not afraid to to make himself um look a certain way because he is a tough guy at the end of the day but he uh there's a lot to learn from him anytime i'm 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 at a show that i'm not booked on I try to watch as many of the matches as possible to try to learn from people that have been doing it a lot longer than me. Um, he's someone that I, I do watch. And it was cool because I, I went to the Ring of Honor uh, show a couple, I think it was like a month ago in um, yeah. in uh, Massachusetts, and he was on the card. And then to be on a show with him was just a cool moment as well. So Connecticut is on fire right now. At least I personally think so. I've spoken about it on social media. You know, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you know, my tweets or, or, or any of my mentions of uh, Connecticut being on fire right now. There's so much good professional wrestling. Uh, New England and, and the Northeast has always had such a great history of professional wrestling. And uh, right now it seems to be really, really on fire. So, Outside of the norm, what the promotions that we've spoken to, where else is, uh, you know, I know you're trying to, the, the, the guy is looking for the opportunity, but where else would you uh, care to go for and work? I mean, I want to work everywhere. I want to go yeah. everywhere. But if I didn't need specifics, um, I mentioned Northeast Wrestling. That's somewhere that I, like, as a kid, would go to those independent shows. Even, Me too. Even as yeah. an adult, that yep. those are the, that's my independent um, as a kid. Um, and in my life, like those are the shows that I would go to. I would choose going to one of those shows over going to a SmackDown or a Raw um, because they put on great shows every single time, no matter who's on the card. And they always yeah. do try to bring in a lot of big talent. Um, I've wanted to go help out um, to get my foot in the door there. 
Um, but every single time that they've had a show recently, I've also had a show. So I haven't been able to. Uh, I believe their next show is in October, October 15th, at least near here. Um, and I, I have it on my phone, that actually. One out. I have it right here in front of me. Uh, it's the one in Bethany, correct? Is that the yep. one you're talking about with uh, Matt Tate? And somebody just literally, as we're talking, sent me the... Uh, Send me the flyer. It is September 10th. So it's oh, okay. next Saturday. So uh, obviously you're booked. Book. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're both booked for uh, next Saturday. So yeah, I think the next show after that is the uh, the 15th of October. I don't know if it's announced yet. But. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to throw out there? Social media, any of that kind of stuff to, to get people to uh, follow you? I mean, when it comes to uh, promotions, um, yeah. I'm looking for any opportunity at all, even if not to wrestle. Give me a microphone in 30 seconds and I'll make you remember me. My favorite thing about wrestling isn't the wrestling. It's the talking. It's talking people into the building. And I believe I have the ability to do that. Uh, I don't, there's a lot of wrestlers, but there's one guy and it's me. And I'll prove that. I've said it since day one. There's this, this, um, this cliche term in wrestling that, He's the guy. Hogan was the guy. Then it was Cena. Then it was or Hogan, uh, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, Cena, Roman. I took that and I put it all over my gear because whether it's true now, it will be true. I believe that I'm the guy. I'm the guy when I outside of wrestling, inside of wrestling, when I show up on that night in that moment, I'm the guy now. I believe it. You have you have to think that way. Um, I just want to talk. I want to wrestle and I want to talk. So if you need someone to talk them into the building, give me a call. And then my social media is, um, on Instagram, it's the guy, Jack Dalton, um, on, uh, Twitter, it's the guy show underscore. Um, and then just Jack Dalton on Facebook. I may or may not add you back depending if I met you or if I know you or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, when it comes to other promotions I want to work for, like I said, I want to work everywhere, but the beyonds of the world, the limitless, chaotic, I'm willing to make the drives. Um, and any of those places um, would be awesome to work, um, but really anywhere. I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast today. Uh, if there's anything else, um, you're more than welcome to come back at any time, especially down the road. I mean, this yeah. guy's a star in the making. He's the guy. Thank you again for coming on, and thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the guy show. <laughs>